The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. From Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, Thank you for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you are participating with us here on The Spirit of Recovery on Unity Online Radio. And we're going to have another great program today. We've got some wonderful guests from the Recovery Cafe in Seattle, Washington. And you're going to be delighted to hear all they have to share with us and what a great program they've got going there. They're going to share with us some ideas about what community's really all about. So again, thank you for listening and thank you for being part of the Spirit of Recovery community. And thank you for posting on Facebook, on our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page. And thank you also for emailing me and letting me know how it's going for you in your life and in your recovery. It's great to hear from you and great to know that what we're doing here is making a difference for you. That our guests are touching your heart and your mind and inspiring you to new uh, ways of understanding new depths in this whole concept. Concept of recovery and spirituality. And I want to thank you also for letting your friends and the people that are in your recovery community, your spiritual communities, your unity community know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. I love broadcasting about the topic of spirituality and recovery. It's um, certainly a topic that's really close to my heart and a big, big part of my life. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community, and our guests are always people that are down to earth, that are knowledgeable and innovative, either people who are in recovery themselves or who work with or write for or teach or in some way are connected uh, to recovering people. They're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. And you know, of course, that you can listen to us uh, in a variety of ways. Of course, you can listen through your computer, and you can listen through any of your smart devices. You can listen live, or you can listen on demand. We've got lots of archives. You can go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery, and there's several years' worth of archives there, which are just great. 
I want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place. And so if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member or the family member or friend of someone that has the disease of addiction, whether or not you or they are in a recovery process or you're just interested in the process of uh, recovery, you're sure welcome here. We welcome you uh as a listener, we welcome you to send us an email or uh, call in with a comment or a question for our guests. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host here on The Spirit of Recovery. I'm a unity minister, and I'm also an addictions counselor. I'm also a person that has in my own circle of love and friendship um, many people that have the disease of addiction. And over 30 years ago, those relationships got me started uh, on a path of uh, working my own recovery program as a family member and uh, also to uh, open up to a spiritual path. And so that is my path and integration of the unity principles and the recovery principles. And those certainly keep me growing and keep me getting uh, closer in a, in a better relationship with my higher power. So I'm delighted and very grateful to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you, to bring you great guests, and also to hear what's happening for you in your spirituality and in your recovery walk. Today, as I mentioned earlier, we've got, uh, again, some great guests They're from the Recovery Cafe, and you'll hear what that is. It's a wonderful concept and a wonderful uh, program, a great community. You know, recovery happens in the context of a supportive community, but what uh, if you're on the streets? It's pretty hard to create community that way. And uh, we all know that uh, the chances of long-term recovery are very much increased when we've got a stable environment. When we do have a fellowship, when we've got a community, and when we've got some other things in our lives uh, working for us, when we've got some uh, sense that we have our needs met and are provided for. And so Recovery Cafe is a community that is committed to the principle of uh, supporting people and creating them. It's committed to the principle that every person is precious, worthy of love, and deserving of opportunities to fulfill their potential. And so my guests today are Killian Noe, and she is the founding director and a pastoral counselor. And um, she is going to tell us about the how this came about. It's a great, wonderful, uh, generous story of how this got started. And also, we've got with us a Recovery Cafe member named Dexter. So I want to welcome you both here as my guests on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great. Glad you're here. Um, I had the privilege of, I didn't meet Killian, and I'm not sure if I met you, Dexter, but I was at the Recovery Summit back in several months ago in Seattle. Were you one of the presenters there on the Recovery Cafe panel? I was not. You were not. Okay, so I haven't met you either. But I met some other people. I met your uh, director there, David Coffey, and some other members of Recovery Cafe, and I was just, wow, so excited to hear what you're doing, and I'm, uh, again, gonna glad to hear what you're going to tell us today. So um, to start off with, maybe, Dexter, would you tell us a little bit about what you get out of being a member of the Recovery Cafe community and what that means? Well, uh, wow. I mean, I get <laughs> so much from here. I think the important thing is... Um, for me, this is an opportunity. They give me an opportunity to give back. 
and to be of service to other people, which is so important in my life today, is to be able to be of service. And this place is, uh, gives me that opportunity to be able to uh, turn around and give back something of myself. Dexter, mm -hmm. if you could tell a little of your story and how you've become a, a yoga instructor here. And well, um, you know, I had a long history of uh, drug and alcohol abuse since my, uh, you know, early teens. Uh, for, about, for about 25 years of uh, heavy drug and alcohol use, and, uh, you know, to make a long story short, my life was just driven to uh, nothingness. To the, mm -hmm. You know, I was uh, close to death, basically, living on the streets. I didn't have anything. You know, everything that someone can lose in life, I lost it. Family, friends, everything. So um, I was fortunate enough to, um, uh, when I decided to get sober, the first few days that I that I was trying to get sober, I found the Recovery Cafe. And, uh, um, you know, and I've been here ever since, about two and a half years sober now. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, gee, it's just such a place of just unconditional love and support. Um, there's classes to take here. Um, they feed us, you know, lunch and dinner. And, um, you know, there's 12-step meetings as well in the building. And so, and like I said, uh, there's also opportunities to be of service, giving back to the community through washing dishes, wiping down tables. Um, just, there's so many things, so many ways to give back. Right. And that's and, great. Um, one of the classes that we offer in our school for recovery is uh, yoga instruction. And we have an amazing um yoga teacher who has empowered and instructed a, a few of our members to become certified yoga instructors themselves. And Dexter is one of those. So now he teaches a yoga class on Friday mornings at Recovery Cafe. Um, and that must feel pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I, did, I didn't expect to live this long in life, really. Um, mm -hmm. A few years ago, I never would have, um, um, you know, I thought life was over for me, and I never thought that uh, life would be as good as it is today sober. So just I'm really grateful to be sober, and I'm grateful that I can um, give back to the community by whatever I can do. Teaching yoga has been a wonderful um a wonderful path for me and continues to uh, strengthen and enhance my uh, recovery. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And what that brings to mind, you know, for me now that you're talking about the programming and stuff, is maybe, Killian, would you tell us a little bit about how Recovery Cafe is structured? Because it's not residential, right? Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, we are a community, as you have um, mentioned, of, of men and women who have suffered trauma, homelessness, addiction, and, and often um, another uh, mental health challenge. And when people walk into our door, are, they are invited to spend a day here to, to see what we're all about. And if they choose this as a place they want to put their weight down, they are asked to make three primary commitments. The first is 
to being clean and sober, having 24 hours um, sobriety before coming in to the space because we want it to be a, a safe space for, for all those who are really trying to build a foundation in recovery. And that doesn't mean you can't come back if you relapse. You are more than welcome to come back once you've gotten the 24 hours under your belt. Um, so that's the first commitment, to be 20, uh, 24 hours clean when you are in the space. Secondly, to participate in a loving accountability group that we call recovery circles. We have 44 of them to choose from, and they're at many different times throughout the week. And But you... Once you choose one, you stick with that that circle, and it becomes your family. Uh, most um, most of the people when they walk in our door have, as um, Dexter indicated, they have lost touch with the family and maybe burned through some bridges and are pretty isolated and and alone and. And most people, when they first come, are pretty depressed and in despair. And so the recovery circle becomes our family, and it becomes a place where we experience forgiveness and love and caring for others and and all that begins to turn the light back on inside of us, inside of our souls, that uh, there, there is just something powerful about loving and allowing ourselves to be loved in the context of community. So mm-hmm. that's the second commitment, to participate fully in a recovery circle. And we require regular attendance and and you can actually lose your membership here and have to start over you know go back through orientation if um if you you know just failed to show up for your recovery circle uh, a couple of times in a row actually so the third thing that we ask, the third commitment is a commitment to holding the space, participating. We don't, we don't have a full-time maintenance uh, team. We don't have a full-time maintenance team. So we, all of us, each day have an opportunity to participate in the chores of, of running this cafe. And I've heard many people say that that when they came in with their self-esteem completely in shreds, that just being able to do a task that contributed to the operation of this cafe really helped them begin to believe that their life had some value in, in those very early days of recovery. So it's a really important part of recovery, being able to 
participate in, as, as Dexter said, in, in giving back to, uh, to the whole, the whole of the, the community. Another way that, that all people participate, all members, in, is that we are all asked to, to participate in positive ways in the nurturing of each other's recovery. And so there are countless opportunities to do that. And those are our three primary membership commitments. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Dexter, if I could ask you about those, um, certainly we would all know that those those commitments are essential to you know, uh, keeping a quality life and ongoing uh, recovery. And I'm wondering is when a person comes in, you, that would feel good, but I'm also wondering if it would feel scary. Could you shed some light on that for us? Or, or how, how, what's that like to come in and, and say, okay, some people are having, they, they ask me to commit to something here? Well, I can tell you that walking into the recovery cafe is such, there's such a warm feeling. And I've heard this, uh, just someone was saying this today, what a good feeling, what good energy there is at the recovery cafe when you walk in here. Mm-hmm. So it's really a, an atmosphere of unconditional love um, from all the staff and everybody here. So it makes it so easy. There's, there's um, gosh, there is nothing scary about it for me or anybody else that I know. Um, I'm sure it would might be scary to some people, but um, it was just it was for me and a lot of people that I know. It was just so easy to just come in and say, "Okay, let's uh, let's do this. Let's be of service to others. Let's support each other." And you know, I've never been uh, um, I've never been able to give back to anybody in my in my life before I before I came to the recovery cafe before I decided to get sober. You know, I lived a very selfish life, uh, just concerned about getting stuff for me. What am I going to get out of this? And so it's a big shift to turn that around and say, well, what can I, how can I be of service to someone else today? And, you know, coming in the recovery cafe, there's a ample opportunity to give back in uh, so many respects, whether it's talking to people who are struggling or washing dishes or you know, facilitating a recovery circle, mm-hmm. just being supportive of people. So um, yeah, that over, is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, over over half, of just Dexter um, reminded me to, to mention that over half of our recovery circles are facilitated by people who came through the door um, maybe a, a year or two earlier, unable to really hold their head up uh, because of the despair. And now they're leading circles and and they're they're real leaders in the community. That's fantastic. It's time for our first break. Um, my guests are Killian Noe, the founding director and pastoral counselor of Recovery Cafe in Dexter, who is a member uh, and a leader there at Recovery Cafe. We're talking about Your Life Matters. And stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, 
This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. We are all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. Our topic today is Your Life Matters. That's the message of Recovery Cafe. And my guests are Killian Noe, who's the founding director and pastoral counselor of the Recovery Cafe. And we also have with us Dexter, who is a member and a leader at Recovery Cafe. And Recovery Cafe is a supportive alternative therapeutic community in the Seattle area that is uh, providing a model, a refuge of healing, learning, and spiritual growth and transformation. And it's committed to the idea that everybody's life matters and everybody deserves a full-fledged uh, and fully supported opportunity to live their lives and express the talents and potential that they have. Before I get back to my conversation with Killian and Dexter, I invite you to join me in the Serenity Minute, a moment to relax, to uh, open up our hearts and minds, to allow ourselves to become quiet and get in that conscious contact with our higher power as we understand that power. So I invite you to take a breath, to relax, 
to feel that peaceful presence of your higher power and share with me this constructive idea. I feel the loving presence of my higher power. I know that I am worthy. My life matters. I feel the loving presence of my higher power. And I know that I am worthy. My life matters. We take a moment in the quiet. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I trust that that was an opportunity for you to relax, to take just a moment apart, and feel that presence of your loving higher power. And now we're back to my conversations with my guests Killian and Dexter, and we're talking about Your Life Matters, the message of Recovery Cafe. So, uh, before our break, uh, Killian and Dexter, you were telling us about how uh, it is that, again, that idea that people come into Recovery Cafe, they are participating, and they move into uh, positions of leadership and, and, you know, give back. And that's all really part of it. It's part of community and self-worth and um, belonging. So, how did you come up with this model? Because this is innovative and uh how did this all come about? Well, um, I, I've had the privilege of being a part of nurturing um, a nonprofit in Washington, D.C., along with many others. Um, and, and that nonprofit is called Samaritan Inns. And there we... we address the need for housing and community and recovery support of men and women who had suffered homelessness and addiction. And after being a part of that that community for 15 years, my husband wanted to move to Seattle, and I it was kind of hard for me because I didn't really want to leave um, DC, but but I decided to let go and trust. And when I got to Seattle, I discovered that it was a very different city than Washington DC. In that there were many really excellent housing providers, low income housing providers here in Seattle. In in DC, there there had not been as many, so we had created housing ourselves there. But here, um, there's still much, much more um, low-income housing needed. But there are people who know how to do it and are doing it well. We just need more of it. But um, as I talk to people here, what I what I begin to hear over and over is 
that the the greatest need here is for a a place to support people as they continue this journey of healing and that that they maybe begin on day 29 after a 28 day program they need a, a place to to continue a community that in which they can um, come to know the, their own worth and and participate in helping others come to know their own worth so um, it didn't all of a sudden just occur to to me and to us that uh, recovery cafe would what exactly the program would look like but what what we knew is that it would need to be something that would hold people for the long haul because recovery is for the long haul it's you know it's not some people think of it as it's 28 days or six months um it it is arriving at some stability in our recovery from addiction and and recovery from other mental health challenges is a it's a lifelong process and one that we need to be supported in and offer support for others in for the rest of our lives so um to to give you the the short answer the program itself has evolved and will probably continue to evolve as as we face each new challenge we come up with the best practice uh, that we know of and in confronting that challenge so it's a it's an ongoing uh, process but I think we have arrived after 10 years at, at, at enough of best practices that we are able to share some of those with others with other groups across the country right um, you know one of the things that impressed me so much about the way that you got started is that you started with a prayer group. You got some women together and started praying at 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, How yeah. Did, that, tell, tell me about that. Yeah, well, um, having heard the the need of, for, you know, having heard it from several different nonprofit leaders, it, uh, I began to share it with my faith community. I'm part of a small ecumenical faith community called New Creation Community. And I began to share it. And and there were initially two others who felt really drawn to this. And, and then, you know, many others after that. And we would gather at 6 o'clock in the morning and just, you know, sit in sit in contemplative prayer, and and then seeking guidance, seeking wisdom about what our next step should be in in respond in how we should respond to this need. Mm-hmm. Over what amount of time did you do that? Like a month, a year, somewhere in between, or 
So it was about two years before, from the time that we first identified the need and just in our hearts were broken, so to speak, over the need. It, it was about two years before we actually um, had someone outside of our little prayer circle um, say, you know what, I want to help make this happen. And this this individual um, made a pledge of, of $250,000, mm-hmm. which which allowed us to, which allowed us to, um, to go and find an apartment. I mean, not an apartment, a um, a space to rent. Um, before we were looking for spaces, but we didn't really have any money to put down if we found them. So it it allowed us to to look in earnest for a. Uh, Space and and then that brought brought challenges as well because there were not many uh, landlords who wanted to rent to a group of people who were going to try to support each other in recovery. And so that that brought its own problems. But it, all in all, it was about two and a half years of. Mm-hmm. Of uh, praying and seeking um, what our next step would be. That's uh, wonderful, and, and thank you for sharing that. It's, I mean, it really is that living that power of prayer. That you know, sometimes people think, oh, well, there's this big split. Either you're out there praying, and that's so passive, or you're out there doing, and that's so active. And that's not how it is at, at all. Prayer and action go together, and you've really demonstrated that for sure. Yeah, what what we say um, often around here is is we pray like it's all up to God, and we act like it's all up to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. It works. It sounds like it does. Well, be- before we, uh, well, tell us a little bit about how you are sharing this with others. I know you said that you've got people around the country that now that are coming to you, to you and asking you, how do you do this? How can we do it in our area? So tell us more about that. Well, um, it we at first we had about five groups who were interested, and so we we formed a little um, group time to to talk on on the on conference call together and and share challenges and and exciting news and. And uh, one of those places was in um, Johannesburg, South Africa, and they are operating as Recovery Cafe. They've used the our website as a, a resource, and and they are operating and and off and running. There's another group in San Jose, California, and they are off. Off and running, we've spent a lot of time with them and have become really close friends with the people there. And they come here to to gather information, and we have gone down there to share with their larger um, 
circle of support. So uh, there's another group that is opening in Everett, Washington, a recovery cafe. Mm -hmm. They also have spent a lot of time here learning, uh, really understanding and internalizing what makes this place so special. And and um, so those are the groups that we've spent a lot of time with. But even in the last couple of weeks, I've had calls from five or six other uh, groups, one in Colorado and uh, one in Austin, Texas, and just uh, uh, several other places that, uh, where people say, hey, we need something like this in our city. So we're hoping that we'll be able to respond in a way that is helpful and is pra both pragmatic and um, helps others capture the essence of this place, which is, it's, uh, you can't all, it's, all, it's not always easy to describe. You can talk about rules and regulations and and but it's not always easy to describe the essence of a, a person or an organization and we hope we'll be able to communicate that as well because that is the most important thing about recovery cafe is is its soul so dexter how do you convey that when uh when you're talking to these folks that want to replicate it what do you tell them about the essence well, um, you know, I think it's important to remember that there's nothing like the Recovery Cafe ever. Nothing, um, and it's it's become such a uh, it's become such a useful model that um, you know other people want to use it now, and I think that's great. And I think it's gonna it's gonna catch on. Even more places are gonna um, you know start using this model, and because it works. Because it absolutely works. As so many people's lives have been um, transformed, mine included. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. That's great. You know, I can, um, when the group that I heard at the recovery summit back in the fall, uh, I was really impressed that they, they go, they create these outings and so forth. Tell us about those. It's like they were planning, I think, I don't, can't remember now, they had cookouts or they were hiking or doing something. What's important about I those think kind that of was our young that was our young adult group uh-huh and and uh, one of the hardest things about being um in recovery in your twenties and uh, is that that's a time where where people are very social and need their peer group and um even more than maybe later in life and and so we hear all the time that it's hard to find any place to have fun when you're in your 20s where people are not using drugs and alcohol or drugs and or alcohol. And so um, this young adult group, they, they find ways to have fun and support each other in recovery at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they looked like they were having a lot of fun. They showed uh, photographs and so forth of of slides of what they'd been doing and all that. Yeah, yeah, that's really key. That's a really important thing. We have a, a 
what we call open mic night here at Recovery Cafe. And it's also just for having fun together, having having clean and sober fun. Um, in fact, we just had it on Saturday night. It was just a blast. We had uh, two of our young adults did a uh, hip-hop performance that brought the house down. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Well, hang on to that one. We'll be right back. It's time for our break. My guests are Killian Noe and Dexter from the Recovery Cafe. Stay with us. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach, that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Our topic today is Your Life Matters. That's the message of Recovery Cafe. And my guests are Killian Noe, the founding director and pastoral counselor of Recovery Cafe, and Dexter, who's a member and a leader and a yoga teacher at Recovery Cafe. So, um, you, you all have a great website. It is just rich. It, it does express so fully who you are. And uh, if listeners, if you want to go there, it's recoverycafe.org. And you can uh, find, go there, recoverycafe.org. You can find out a lot more about um, what happens there. And also, if you're interested in uh, 
getting a group or getting a community like Recovery Cafe started in your area, that's how you can find the contact information. Um, and uh, you can contact Killian and she can help you uh, work with that. So back to my conversation Tell us about the spirituality of Recovery Cafe. Um, you told us about Killian, how it got started in prayer, and um, that uh, re- the spirituality is an important part of it. And um, how do you work that in and so that that's a real positive for people there? Well, um, for, I'd say, first of all, we... We don't try to push any specific religious tradition. We try to stay open to people where they are and allow people. What we try to do is teach the tools that help all of us connect with that place of of divine love in us. And... And we, so we teach the tool of centering prayer, the tool of meditation. Um, we teach a number of very practical courses like anger management, conflict management, communication. But so many of our courses, oh, oh we teach writing, writing as a healing uh, art form and, and also for, uh, singing and and um, painting and service and all as a part of the healing journey. But but we, I think one thing that that everyone knows from the first day that they're here is that we believe that the spiritual journey is essential to recovery. It is. It's it's at the heart of recovery from any any addiction, and so uh, we have, in fact, four uh, guidelines that are on our wall that the members uh, we all came up with, and they they are live prayerfully, show respect, practice compassion encourage growth, and give and forgive. I think I said four, but that was five. <laughs> but um, so I think it, those right there just tell any person walking in on day one that that this is a, a spiritual journey. It's about progress, not perfection. It's a, It requires um, starting over each day. We're always beginners. I mean, really, we're always beginners on the spiritual journey because the the more uh, we learn, the more we have to let go of. And, and actually, we have to unlearn a lot on the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think a wonderful thing about the uh, recovery cafe is that. Everything is kind of put out on the table as an offering to the to the members, and nothing particular is forced upon anyone. Or a lot of things are laid on the table and and say, well, you can you can pick and choose what you like here, or you don't have to take 
anything at all. So um, I think that's an important important thing at the Recovery Cafe. And for me, spirituality is um, being able to find a connection to the rest of the world and to myself, finding out who I am at the, at the deepest level. And so yoga is a big part of, of, of my recovery and my life now, really. And yoga is all about stilling the mind and it's a system of complete human development, complete physical development, complete mental development, complete moral development, complete spiritual development, developing the human to the utmost potential. And um, yeah, so, and you know, another, uh, they teach Qigong here as well, which is an amazingly um, grounding um, practice. And and um, we, the Recovery Cafe actually grew out of an ecumenical faith community, and and our primary um, motto, if you will, or mantra is um, uh, that we're all on a, a journey inward of connecting with our true self and with the divine love that abides in each of us and it, and that that means everybody um, not just those we like or those we think who uh, believe exactly like we do um but we 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 believe it's a, a journey of connecting and then um Connecting with our, our, as I said, with our true self and with divine love within us, and then that leads to our outward journey, which is one of connecting with some deep need in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, we really believe around here that it, it's not an either-or journey. It's not all about going inward, and it's not all about going outward. It's it really is about going inward and then there finding the love and compassion to move out and touch some need in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, unconditional love here, and you really can feel it when you walk in the doors here. It sounds like it, and it's uh, delightful. I, I know y'all are on Boren uh, Avenue in Seattle, which is a busy place, so it's great. I can hear all, you know, we can hear the uh, sirens going by. And also, it's great to hear in regards... Uh, to that unconditional love there it's a busy place I, it's great i can hear the love i can hear the sort of some voices in the background sometimes and, and that's it is that it dexter kind of people coming and going and letting that that sense of love and acceptance flow yeah uh, there's there's a lot of people here uh it's a full house today and um most people come in and they hang out for a while and they're taking a class or they're going to a 12-step meeting or just talking to other people. There's so much good things going on here. It's just, uh, you know, incredible. Or the recovery circle. Yeah, recovery circle. And just, um, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of members here. Uh-huh. That's great. Uh, you know, one thing, too, and, and both of you have just sort of talked about this, this idea of the, the inward journey and the connecting to the outward journey. And I know that... Uh, an extension of this is is your concept uh, for the recovery cafe that it's in in the end it's about uh, connecting to social justice. It's you, you gave a great talk that 
we can see on video on your website, Killian, about closing the gap. And so as you talked about, is closing the gap within ourselves that extends out and eventually helps us close some of those gaps that we live in in society. Yes. Yes, I'm, I, I, as I, the, the more time I, I spend in relationship with people who have been marginalized and, and excluded for whatever reason, maybe the stigma of mental illness or maybe the stigma of addiction or, or homelessness, um, whatever, the more time I spend with the courageous members of Recovery Cafe, the, the more I am aware of how charity is not enough. You know, asking people to to support the work of Recovery Cafe, it, it, it is essential, and we are profoundly grateful, but it's not enough. We ultimately have to confront the systems that create these ever-widening gaps in our society where, where it is difficult for people working even two jobs to be able to afford housing and food and basic necessities for their families. It, we have got to look at the, the structures that create so much of the despair and homelessness that we see on our streets right here in Seattle and in every city in the U.S., and and the same thing is you can just take that same message across the world. Um, there there are some things that I believe should be human rights, and and the human rights um, are that every human being should be able to have opportunities to fulfill their their God-given potential. And given the educational systems, the discrepancies, discrepancies between some schools and, and schools and, and other areas, um, it, everyone is not being given opportunities to fulfill their potential. Mm-hmm. We're about to wrap up here, but what I love about what you're doing and about what you said and, and Dexter about what you shared is that it's, uh, again, it, it's talking about that wholeness within ourselves and uh, finding that connection with our higher power, helping us to reach out and have that wholeness with other people and, and even reaching out into society. So who knew that recovery from addiction was really about uh, transforming the world, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a, as a matter of fact, we all, uh, many of us wearing T-shirts that said uh, Every Life Matters, many of us um, marched to City Hall last week to, in love and, and nonviolence uh, to, to speak with the legislators about the importance of not reducing the mental health budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's the, the inward journey. I think if it's really authentic 
it will always lead to some outward journey. That's great. Thank you so much, uh, Kelly and Noe, and thank you so much, Dexter, for being my guest today. And you have sure shared a lot of light. And uh, blessings to you at Recovery Cafe. And uh, thank you to my listeners. Thank you again for being my guest thank today. Thank you. Thank you. Come visit us. Yes, come. Anyone can come I visit. I am going to. That'd be great. Okay. All right. Now the thank listeners can too. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.